I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. So what actually is a hedge fund and how are these multi-billionaires around the world capitalizing on this $3.4 trillion industry? And also, how can you capitalize on getting into this industry as well? My name is Bridger Pennington. We're going to talk about all this in today's episode. Hedge funds find their way into the news constantly. By hedge funds. Hedge fund. Hedge funds. Hedge fund. Hedge funds. Year after year, this industry continues to expand and grow with more and more investors dumping money into these hedge funds, trusting managers to manage their capital. But what actually is a hedge fund? How does it work? How are they put together? And where did it start from? And what cultivated this $3.4 trillion industry? Now, to answer these questions, let's go back to the beginning of how hedge funds began. The year was 1949 and the banks dominated the economy. The primary way people were investing were through bank-ran mutual funds. Now, mutual funds had a few major disadvantages. The biggest thing being that banks charged very large fees to invest with them and oftentimes the investments were not diversified and it was a market ripe for disruption, which leads us to the founder of the modern day hedge funds, Alfred Winslow Jones. Now, what's interesting about Alfred Winslow Jones is he doesn't come from the traditional banking background Wall Street. He actually is an Australian sociologist who's working at a university and found a particular idea that he could diversify investments across a portfolio with each one of them having a different risk-adjusted rate of return that ultimately would hedge investors against volatility in the markets and that he could structure this through a general partner limited partnership structure, which would give investors asymmetrical risk versus reward ratios. Now, that was a bunch of fancy jargon, but essentially what he saw was that when the market goes up, some assets fall. And when the market falls, other assets go up. A historical example is this is gold. Typically, when the market falls, gold rises. Typically, when gold goes down, the market's going up. And side note, that's not been the case the last couple of years. Gold has been on its own trajectory with the introduction of cryptocurrency and all their stuff. Anyways, I got other videos here that I can rant on about what I believe the future holds for gold and cryptocurrencies. But with that, Alfred saw that if he mixed a portfolio with assets that were contradictory to each other, he could find that if they mixed them together, he could get more return for lower risk. Hence, where hedge funds were born. And the name hedge coming from, you're hedging against your bets. Three years later, after testing this concept, he launched his first hedge fund in 1952 with raising over just around $100,000. He decided to take a 20% fee on all returns gained to the investor. And the reason he decided that was because back in the day when merchant ships would come from Spain or Italy or other things to the new world, when they came home, they typically split split the returns 80-20. And that's where the traditional 2 and 20, 20% split came from. Now, Alfred really wasn't noticed for a few years until the 1960s when hedge funds completely took For the first few years, only a handful of people tried this new strategy of launching a hedge fund. But by the 1960s, there were now hundreds of different hedge funds launching and popping up all over Wall Street. This was highlighted specifically in a 1966 article from Fortune magazine saying that Jones outperformed mutual funds by 44% 
after you take away all fees. And this led to the birth of the hedge fund industry. People like George Soros, Ray Dalio, these others incredible investors started to launch their funds. And a great example is George Soros Quantum Fund launched at about this time. And by 1990 was challenging the Bank of England on the British pound and was a serious player for world central banks and currencies had to deal with George Soros and his quantum fund. Again, this is a conversation for a different day, but wild stories have come from these hedge funds popping up, which has now led today of tens of thousands of hedge funds around the world, commanding a blistering $2.3 trillion. So with that, you might be asking, well, wait, Bridger, hold on. What actually is a hedge fund? What's the definition of it? How does this whole structure and partnership work together? So let's go down to the whiteboard of truth and justice. Here we are on the iPad. Let's talk about what a fund is in the most basic sense, and we'll go a little more advanced. Sound good? So the the first question is, what is a hedge fund and how is it different from private equity, real estate funds, venture capital, debt funds? Like what, what do all these things mean? So let's first talk about the definition of a fund. A fund in the most basic definition, all it is, is a pool of money investors over here put money into that pool. People like me and you as fund managers over here we can draw from that pool and go and make investments. We can buy assets, whatever we're gonna do with our investments. Whenever those investments make money, the investments flow back to the pool and then get split between the investors and the fund managers. That's it. It's not that complex. This is one of the oldest business models in the world. Hey, let's put some money together. Let's go open a blacksmith or a merchant shop or let's go travel to the new world and grab a bunch of gold from the, the, the Aztecs and Inca or whatever. And when we come back, let's split it in the hedge fund model, typically 80-20. 20% of the fund managers, 80% of the investors. So then what's the difference between a hedge fund or a private equity fund or real estate fund or venture capital fund? The difference is what this pool invests into. Real estate funds is kind of in the name. They buy and sell real estate. Private equity buys and sells private ownership in companies. A great example is Sycamore Partners on Wall Street. Sycamore Partners owns Staples, Aeropostale, Nine West Shoes. Last year, they were trying to buy Victoria's Secret. That's what a private equity fund will do. Other funds will buy up Amazon stores. They'll buy up restaurants. All sorts of stuff can happen in a private equity deal. Again, buying private ownership. Venture Capital, if you watch Shark Tank, they invest into small startup companies, right? They give seed investments. Hedge funds invest into public securities or public companies, stocks, bonds, futures, crypto, all that kind of stuff. Is that making sense? So they're all structured actually very similar. The only difference is what they invest into. Now, if you're interested in this and want to learn more, I have another video over here on how to start a hedge fund from scratch. I go into way more detail of launching your fund, raising the capital, pulling it together, all that kind of stuff in that video. Now let's go one layer deeper. This is how it's actually structured in most of these scenarios. I mentioned a limited partnership structure. Let's talk about what that means. I mentioned earlier a pool of investors. That pool is called a limited partnership. And those fund managers we talked about more, we'll call them the general partner. So in this scenario, the fund manager or general partner advises or oversees the limited partnership to decide again on what investments the partnership should make. And finally, the investors are called limited partners. These limited partners put they're in money or investments into a limited partnership that is overseen by a general partner. The reason it's structured this way is because it gives fund managers so much protection and control over what the investments are. And secondly, it also protects limited partners against other investors and against fund managers. It's a fantastic structure for both 
parties. And again, when we're talking hedge funds, these investments are anything public. So they could buy and sell stocks, futures, options. They could do Forex trading. They could buy cryptocurrency. Anything that's publicly traded falls under the hedge fund category. And each hedge fund is wildly different on their strategy. Some focus on daily short-term trading gains. Others play macroeconomics. Others do arbitrage between two currencies. Others do options and trading strategy and stocks and futures all together in one portfolio. Now, I mentioned Alfred's story earlier. It's actually very similar to my own story. When I was 22 years old, I was at college. I was trying to figure out what to do with my life. And I had an idea that I could launch a fund inside of this business that I was currently working at that we could lend money to clients that were coming through this business. I went and hit the streets. I raised a whopping $49,000 from like seven different investors. Super small amount, but it was enough to get started. We were gonna start doing this lending program. We launched our very first small syndicate fund and it was incredible. Our first investors got a 64% return on their money, which was amazing. From there, we had some legs to launch our second fund, which was more official. Out of that fund, we raised and employed millions of dollars out of that fund. I most recently sold that fund and now I'm in the process of launching a new crypto fund and real estate fund that will be in the eight and nine figure range. More to that come next month when we officially announce everything. And with that, we started this channel and program where we've now helped dozens and dozens of students launch and scale their own funds beyond five, 10, 20, even a hundred million dollars. One of our students funds now has over $2.5 billion in their funds. And the reason I share that story is that over the last 70 years of the emerge of hedge funds now in private equity and all these different sectors, it has been proven time and time again that you don't need to be an Ivy League grad, a Wall Street banker to go out and start a fund. There are regular people like me and you that are going out and doing this. And you look at some of the largest fund managers today, Ken Griffin, Ray Dalio, Warren Buffett, people like Jim Simons, John Overdeck, most of those people I just named started their funds in their 20s. I mean, look at Ken Griffin, dude. The guy is the CIO and CEO of Citadel, who is infamously behind the AMC short selling and all sorts of stuff there. Ken Griffin now has an estimated net worth of over $20 billion. And get this, just from his hedge fund alone, he makes over a hundred million dollars a month from one income source. That's not including his personal net worth, his investments, other stuff. That is from Citadel, his hedge fund alone pays him over a hundred million a month. Now I could go on and on about Jim Simons and Ray Dalio, all these incredible people, which we actually do in other videos. And the question for you to answer is, is this still a profitable venture to get into and a, a right career path to take? in 2022, 2023, 2024. Now, my opinion is this. If you've got an idea, a company or investing strategy or a partner who has an incredible trading strategy or algorithm or whatever it is, and money is the only thing stopping you. If you just had more money, you could expand, you could grow, you could buy out competitors, you could buy more real estate, you could grow your hedge fund. You should strongly consider getting in the fund game. This is one of the most lucrative business vehicles on planet Earth. Earth. And if you're worried about uh, how do I raise the money, how do I put it together, all that kind of stuff, guess what? I'm here for you. That's what this channel is all about. You can either sit on the sideline and say, oh man, I wish I would have got in or understood that better, or you can be an active, take a proactive approach to your life and what you're doing. And again, remember, it's okay to start small. My first fund was $49,000. For some of you traders out there, you can do what's called a hedge fund incubator. I've got another video right here that walks you through what hedge fund incubators are. You can start very small for very low cost to get a tracker and start going from there. If you're serious about starting a hedge fund or real estate fund or private equity fund, you can check out these videos on the side right here. Thank you guys so much, and I will see you on the next video. Bye. Hey, hey, it's Bridger here. I have four free and simple ways I can further help you to scale your business or fund. Number one, I have a YouTube channel 
with actually, I don't, to toot my own horn, I think it's decent content on there. Go check it out. Bridger Pennington is a YouTube channel. We go very deep on funds. Number two, I have a one hour free training at investmentfundsecrets.com. We go very deep into how to actually start and scale your very own fund from ground zero. Number three, you can join our free private Facebook group of like-minded people like me and you that go out and launch and scale funds. I go live in there once a week. The name of the group is Investment Fund Secrets. And then number four, finally, I have a free PDF guide on how to actually launch and scale your fund. If you go to investmentfundsecrets.com slash guide, you can download that guide. Now, finally, people always ask me, Bridger, can you help me one-on-one? Can we work together? Yes, I don't want to talk about that in here. But if you want to learn more, message me, Bridger at investmentfundsecrets.com or just DM me on Instagram. Thank you guys. And I'll see you in the next episode.